Latin America is a giant. It's a market worth over $5 trillion, a population of over 600 million people, and a territory that stretches from Tijuana to Tierra del Fuego. These big numbers also come with big challenges. You might be thinking that there are barriers we can't overcome, but we've seen it time and time again that it works much like the opposite. Startup founders are diving headfirst into opportunities that are as vast as the Amazon River, and some of them have yet to be seized. We've launched the first edition of the LATAM Tech Report to provide new coordinates for your opportunity map. We took a deep dive into seven industries dear to Latin America, B2C FinTech, B2B FinTech, e-commerce, software as a service, prop tech, health tech, and climate tech. There, you can find all the data and interviews with industry experts to know the past, present, and future of each sector. We also wanted you to hear directly from the founders thriving in these seven industries and in Latin America. So in this episode of the Latitude Podcast, the creators of Pomelo, Adi, Bitso, Morao, Nuvinshop, Seppelin, Clevi, Sami, and Superplants shared with us what insights startup founders in their industries can't miss. My name is Brian Reckworth, and this is Latitude Podcast. Vamos Latam. You've probably heard me say this before. Fintech is the gateway drug to venture financing in Latin America. Startups in the sector are booming, and VCs are writing checks to curb their fear of missing out. But why is fintech so huge in Latin America? Because up until recently, we only had a handful of players in the game. And that didn't leave much space for innovation. A huge chunk of the population wanted to access financial products and services. World-class talent saw this as the sizable opportunity it was. Now, these founders are leading fintechs that solve deep structural problems in the financial system and change the lives of Latin Americans. Gaston Irojin, the co-founder of the fintech infrastructure provider Pomelo, knows this scenario all too well and shared how other fintech founders should make use of it. A mission as companies and founders in the region is most likely very, very well aligned with what the region needs and wants. And it's the fact that 300 million people still don't have access to financial services. And we need to fix some structural problems like inflation, poverty, devaluation, and so on and so forth. This will be supported not only by the community and the industry, but also by policymakers, both local and international. That's almost like a given insight that we can benefit from. When we think about how is fintech going to play out in Latin America, that's probably a combination of what we're seeing in Europe and in the US and Asia, but also with local flavors. So that's a combination of banking as a service, open banking, QR codes, central bank-driven payment systems like BIX, stablecoins. Here, the important thing for founders is to have like a very thoughtful view on how this is going to play out and really get into those insights, really discover what are the biggest needs, in what order they're going to play out, in what market. And I think that's exactly where the secret sauce will lie for a lot of these companies, alongside of execution, of course. But being the apple of investors' eyes and being able to create and execute on top of various segments doesn't mean that fintech creators have an easy life. Like every startup founder, there is the constant task of adapting to survive and thrive, especially when you're dealing with the daily fluctuations of financial markets. Santiago Suarez, the founder of payment startup Adi, warns that we're in a new landscape in terms of the cost of capital and valuations. And Daniel Vogel from Bitso is once again facing the high volatility of cryptocurrencies. We asked Santiago and Daniel 
What should founders prioritize when they wake up to a new world? The answer was a throwback to the roots of every business, resilience, diversification, product, customer experience, and purpose. Now that capital is going up in terms of cost, both for debt and for equity, building more resilient and diversified businesses is going to become more and more important. I believe the days in which balance sheet businesses were valued as software businesses are gone. What this means is that you have to double down on software, on services, and on delivering the best customer experience for your users. Someone was asking me recently if it's hard to be the CEO of a crypto company given sort of all the volatility in the market. And, um, and I was telling them that I've made a decision basically almost a decade ago that I wanted to basically see it through. And so it's not difficult at all. And one of the things that allow it to not be difficult is to go back to purpose and to really think about really why the hell did I want to go on this journey in the first place. I feel like crypto is going to be transformational. I think in many ways it already is, although people fail to see that when bear markets like this are upon us. Going back to purpose is incredibly important. When everything around you seems to be crumbling down and you feel like maybe you're losing your sense of conviction, um, I find it extremely helpful to basically go back to purpose. And that's what I use with my team to energize them. That's what I use to, with myself to energize myself. And that's what I use to energize uh, my investors, family, friends, etc. Latin American e-commerce broke the $100 billion barrier in 2021. And it's expected to double that by 2025. But we're still in the early days of online shopping in the region. The Latin American e-commerce market is still only 19% of the U.S.'s e-commerce and 8% of the Chinese e-commerce market. Online shopping is an industry as ample as its numbers and potential. Because of that, e-commerce founders should also pay attention to trends and opportunities inside the segment they're in. Angela Costa, the founder of the beauty e-commerce Morao, gives us an example with her newest insight about the beauty segment and about tech in general. The one insight startup founders can miss when thinking about the future of the beauty industry is definitely inclusion. Beauty is a feeling. When you buy a beauty product, you buy it with emotions. And today, there is still a huge gap when offering diverse or inclusive beauty products. Products that make you feel something. Products that make customers feel identified. The future of beauty is beauty for everyone, technology for everyone. And this is something tech founders can't miss. Latin America is betting on creating software as a service, and investors have also gone all in. The total funding for software as a service companies in Latin America grew 100 times from 2013 to 2021, and seven times when comparing only 2020 and 2021. But there's still a lot of room for improvement. The fundraising for Brazilian software as a service represented only 1% of what American software as a service got during the last 10 years. What would the 1% share with other LATAM SaaS founders? so that our share of the pie continues to grow. Santiago Sosa from Nubenshop and Sebastian Cris from Seppelin have made a similar warning. Don't take your eyes off what really matters after your company grows, the closeness to your customers. For Santiago, 
That's achieved through making an effort to create a mechanism that puts the user at the center of the company's universe. For Sebastian, the key is having a team that has ambition, but also a focus on product development. The one thing that startup founders cannot miss might be really obvious and might sound a little bit cliche, and it is customer centricity. As our companies start to scale and as founders and companies become increasingly more successful, attention shifts towards scaling the organization, attracting more senior talent, establishing process, even fighting bureaucracy that starts popping out there. And the most important thing is that we make proactive efforts to make sure we stay very connected to reality and to customers establish mechanisms to have the customer voice at the center of our universe and to be very close to customers ourselves. This is going to be particularly more important in the next coming years. We're going to be facing uncertain times and having our, our customers very close to us, listening to them, how they're dealing with reality, what their updated needs, how we can help them become more successful and how we can even monetize is going to be very relevant, and it can be easily overlooked. The one insight startup founders can miss is to build a team that has really great ambition and develop that ambition during time and that has a really important product mindset. Because ambition without a product mindset, it helps to scale until one or two phases but the product mindset helps you achieve what you want to do in the time. There is a way how you can have like really great close relationship with your customers. Latin American founders in healthcare know that the impact that they can have is only growing. LATAM has an inefficient healthcare system to support an increasingly elderly population and technology can help to bridge this gap. The opportunities go from telemedicine to wearables, from mental health to dental plans. Investors see that and have been pouring money into health techs. The LATAM tech report shows that health techs in Latin America have grown its annual funding by 48 times between 2015 and 2021, while startups in general have grown by 19 times. Being part of such an ambitious segment, Victor Acetuno from SAMI and Ricardo Mogul from Clevy Health have similar advice to other health tech founders. Now is not the time to think about hypergrowth. It's time to think about the true value you're building and why you decided to face that specific challenge when creating your startup. It's also time to pay attention to your health tech's finances, focusing on efficiency and unit economics. I believe the most important insight founders can't lose sight when thinking about mid and long-term view of the industry they're in is what true value they're building. We all got caught up by 2021 in the hyper growth mode, raise, raise, grow, raise, et cetera, et cetera. And at some point we might lose sight of what true value are we building inside the company. What we have learned from looking inside is that there are a lot of efficiencies we have built and are still building with technology that are very different from traditional healthcare delivery models. And that's the true value that we are seeing that SAMI is going to deliver to the market for the next 10, 20 years. 
It's how can we be insanely more efficient than traditional players in the way we deliver good quality healthcare with technology. It's amazing how efficient we can become once we decided to do so and focus on that. I believe healthcare has been very inefficient for many reasons over the past few decades. And now there are a lot of new technologies and new ways to do it. And we are amazed by the results of rechanging the focus to that and less focus on hypergrowth or fundraising. We don't have to forget why we started. That's super, super important. The vision should make sense at least for the next 50 years. Healthcare is resilient to crisis. We have to keep focus on industry trends, how the industry that we are in in healthcare is developing. What are those milestones that we need to validate? We have it super crystal clear from now. And then unit economics, unit economics, and improve the unit economics. Climate change is going to have a disproportionate impact on Latin America because of our dependency on industries such as agriculture and mining. We're also very well positioned to transform this challenge into an opportunity. We're sitting on some of the most valuable carbon deposits in the world, not to mention our biodiversity and richness in fresh water. So what should climate tech founders watch out for? Daniel Salinas, the founder of Superplants, chatted with us about this. For Daniel, founders should focus on one single metric, performance, or the scale at which your startup is helping to take carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. And as founders and other industries have mentioned, never forget why you started and the people you're building your startup for. The number one insight that a climate tech founder cannot miss is that at the end, what matters is the scale at which the startup can take carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. The ones that are going to be actually leading a change on climate change are the ones that have a high climate performance potential and a superior product performance with competitive unit economics and in some cases even lower prices than, than competition. That's the way to really exceed the natural endowment and biodiversity potential that Latin America has. That has been there for centuries and it will continue to be there in the future. We could ultimately reach to a goal of making a Latin America that's getting investment for climate. Ultimately, the price of a stock, the green label or a certificate or an advertisement or what others can say about climate campaigns doesn't really matter. What is important is to remain focused in the reasons of why it's important and to who is important to help mitigate and adapt the effects of climate change. Thank you for listening to the Latitude Podcast with the founders of Pomelo, Adi, Bitso, Morao, Nubenshop, Seppelin, Clivi, Sami, and Superplants. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast for more talks with great founders like them and download the LATAM Tech Report through the link in the episode's description. I'm your host, Brian Reckworth. Vamos LATAM. See you next week.